Gospel Message This week's Gospel Message is titled Resist the Devil Resist the Devil That verse from James chapter 4 came to me suddenly this evening while I was praying about what to speak on and in James chapter 4 I'll start from verse 3. Ye ask and ye receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that, f- that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain? The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but give grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And that was verse 8. So I read James chapter 4 from verses 3 to 8. So in that excerpt, we're being told here about worldliness and being friends with the world, which means... We are Christians, we say we're Christians, we proclaim Christ as Lord and Savior, yet we continue to conduct our lives as people who have not yet experienced the grace of God in Christ Jesus. We continue to live worldly lives. It it uses the example of, you know, consuming what praying so that we might consume whatever it is that we receive on our lust which again it just goes back to saying living for ourselves a lot of times when people hear the word lust they think it just only means some sort of sexual sin lust is anything that we desire strongly to the point that it's it's an overwhelming desire and over an, an overwhelming passion for something that, that that could also be considered a lust. So a lot of times when we pray, we pray saying, oh, I'm going to do this with, if God blesses me with this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But the Bible is telling us clearly that that's not true. We think that, but that's not the reality because a lot of times we pray, if we were to receive these things, we will not use them in the way that we are telling ourselves that we're going to use them. And the Bible is also saying that is why we don't receive a lot of the things that we ask for, for that very reason. But again, it now says in that verse 7, submit yourselves to God, therefore resist the devil and he will flee from you. So what are we resisting him for? What is he trying to do that makes it necessary for us to resist him? And going back to that verse 4, it says, Know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. 
So the Bible is telling us this friendship with the world, there is only one who will benefit from us being friends with the world. That one certainly isn't God because it's saying if we're friends with the world, then we're enemies of God. It is the devil. So the Bible is telling us resist the devil so that he does not lead us to do this, to now become friends with the world. So he does not lead us back to the life from which we were saved, so that he does not lead us back to the person that God saved us from. In the book of Colossians chapter 3, in verse, verses 9 and 10, it reads, Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. So this old man is that world life that we used to live. The life apart from Christ. The life apart from truly walking in Christ Jesus. This is what the old man represents. And what Colossians, what the Apostle Paul is telling the people of Colossae is that when we become born again, when we now receive the Spirit of God unto regeneration, something has to die and then something now has to be birthed in us. This old man, this old nature, this sin nature, this natural life, this worldliness is what has to die. It's what we have to put off. We no longer want to walk that way. We no longer want to live that life, not in that mindset, not those deeds, not whatever it is that is characteristic of the worldly life. And now we are putting on. And it's very interesting that the Bible uses the term put on. It doesn't say take up. It doesn't even say become, even though that's ultimately what it means. But it uses the words put on. And let's look at, look at it in terms of clothing, which is probably the most common thing we put on. You know, when we put on something, there is some sort of conscious action going on. We lift it up. We put our arms through the sleeves. We put our legs through the pant legs, but we don it. There is an action on our part in order to put on that clothing. And the same way when we take something off, there is some sort of deliberate action on our part to remove something from our person. So when we are now being told to put off this old man, it is conscious. We understand that we are saved by grace and not by works. Yes, that is absolutely true. But here's what we have to understand with that term because so many people misinterpret that term to say, okay, I am saved by grace. So now that I am saved, you know, I can still do whatever I want. I can still behave in whatever way because at the end of the day, it is not my actions that make me righteous. That is complete and utter blasphemy because this is what that term means about it is not our acts that lead us to righteousness. We do not attain righteousness based on our performance. We cannot become saved in Christ based by our performance. It is the righteousness of Christ that saves us. 
when we receive him as Lord and Savior, when we come to him confessing that we are sinners, declaring that we want to give up that sinful life and we receive him and ask him, Lord Jesus, come and save me. Come and wash me with your blood. Come and cleanse me. There is a spiritual thing that happens that only Christ himself can do. He is the only one that can save us. We do have to desire to be saved, but the act of saving, the act of salvation can only be performed by Christ. So we do not attain righteousness based on our performance. However, we do perform based on our righteousness, the new righteousness in Christ Jesus. So when Christ Jesus comes upon us, when we put on that new man, there is now a difference. There is a way that I now act based on the righteousness of Christ that lives within me. So that is the performance part. That performance does not save me. But because I am saved, I perform like that. It is not my, 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 my performance that makes me righteous. But once I have the righteousness of Christ, it now requires a certain performance. And that performance is contrary to the way of the world. It is contrary to the performance that I did or I exhibited when I was yet in the world. Which now brings us back to that James chapter 4, which says, Know ye not that friendship with the world is enemy with God. If you continue, if we continue to walk and to perform in the ways we perform prior to the righteousness of Christ saving us, then we are still friends with the world. We are still putting on the old man. And that is what Satan wills us to do. He wills to come in to tempt us to now live that way, to go back to those old ways, to now put off the new man and go and put on the old man, to now be friends with the world. This is what he wills. This is what Satan wills. Because that is his condemnation. So he's looking to take us down with him. So the Bible is telling us, resist the devil and he will flee from you. When he comes to tempt us to go back to live in that way that we lived prior to being saved, we are to resist him. We are to resist him. And we have the example of our Lord and Savior when he was tempted in the wilderness Everything that he said in response to the temptation that Satan was now bringing upon him was him resisting the devil. He resisted him. And what does the Bible tell us in verse 11? After he resisted him, this is Matthew chapter 4 verse 11, then the devil leaveth him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. He resisted the devil. And the devil fled from him. He resisted the devil in the spirit of the most high God. So when we have put on this new man, we are no longer walking in our own power. We are walking in the power of he who is transforming us into his image. We are walking in the power 
of he, the one who is doing the conversion. That verse 10 of Colossians 3 says, and put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created him, him, Christ, who created the new man. So he is the one renewing us. He is the one empowering us. He is the one giving us the knowledge, but we have to cleave to him. We have to cleave to him. We have to cleave to him. Our resistance to the temptation is the cleaving to Christ. And the very Christ that we cleave to will also be the one to deliver us. And as the devil left him in the temptation, the Bible is telling us here too that resist the devil and he too will flee from us the same way he fled from Christ when Christ resisted him in the spirit of God. We too must resist him in the spirit of God in Christ Jesus, the new man that we have put on, put on. Let us remember those terms, put on. If there is any time that the Holy Spirit reveals to us that you are putting off your new man, then we have to gird our loins and make sure that our new man stays on. And we walk in this new man. And the beautiful thing about walking in the new man, in the newness of life, in Christ Jesus, is that it is Christ Jesus that empowers us, that helps us. But he says resist. We must resist. We must be vigilant, knowing that the devil prowls around like a lion, looking for whom to devour. That vigilance is part of our resisting. We must be vigilant. We must be aware. Christ Jesus was telling his disciples, don't sleep, stay up and pray with me, lest he fall into temptation. So the, the, the oppression of the enemy is real. And for the children of God, for the saints of God, it is real. It is front and center. It is all the time because he is prowling around like a lion all the time, waiting for that moment of weakness, waiting for the, to be able to pounce when we are caught unawares and why are we caught unawares because we are leaning back into that old man way we are leaning back we are now starting to become friends with the world again you know where we're entertaining some of those things that we're supposed to be rebuking where we're welcoming some of those things that we should be rejecting we're giving ear to those things that we should be ignoring becoming friends with the world and the Holy Spirit will reveal it. But are we paying attention? Because if we are not paying attention, then we are no longer being vigilant. And if we are not being vigilant, then the enemy is prowling around like a lion looking for whom to devour. And if we are not being vigilant, we are making ourselves easy. Pray for him to attack us. Let us pray. Because as the Lord says, put on the new man. He does it for us, but do we will and desire to actually wear him unto conversion, wear him unto regeneration? We are the ones that have to be the ones. As we put on our clothing, we have to put on the new man. The new man is Christ. We have no power over what Christ does. He has all the power. Power over thrones and dominions too. Remember, he created them all and he has power over them. But we have to put him on in order for his power to be exhibited. Let us also remember in that, 
in that Colossians chapter 3, it says, you know, when I think it's from verse 1, it says, If ye then, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. These are the attributes of that new man. Pay attention. If ye then be risen with Christ, if you have put him on, if we have put on Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. When we set our affections on things of the earth, that's when we're giving ourselves to, to, to now become friends with the world. Remember how subtle and how, how sneaky this devil is and how, 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 how smart he is when it comes to the act of deceit and temptation. This is what he does. This is who he is, the father of lies, the father of deceit. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth, for ye are dead. Meaning we have put off that old life. We have nothing to do with it anymore. When it says in this verse 3 of Colossians 3, ye are dead, means that life is dead. That old man is dead. We no longer have anything to do with that life. We have renounced every tie to worldliness and everything that possessed us and drove us and that we were a slave to when we walked in sin apart from Christ. We are dead to all those things as Romans chapter 7 tells us and Romans chapter 6. We no longer have to obey the temptations. We no longer have to obey the prompting of the flesh because the life of Christ now lives in us and we obey that life. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. I mean, that is just such a powerful verse. Your life is hid, meaning they can't get to us. The enemy cannot get to us as long as we are in him. And even when he comes to tempt us, he will fail because we are in Christ. Our life is hid with Christ in God. We are untouchable. It doesn't say we are untemptable, but we are untouchable because as long as we resist him, then he cannot have any power over us because our lives are hid with Christ in God. And verse four says, when Christ, who is your life, who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. So we have to put off that old man. We have to put him off, take him off, consciously, willingly rebuke him and not renounce that old man, renounce that old life and say we want nothing to do with it. Even if, and, and this is the place where don't try to figure it out. Don't try to feel, figure out everything that encompassed your old life. Renounce the old life. The Holy Spirit, knowing your heart and dedication to renounce that old life, will now start to reveal those things in us. And every time we find ourselves going to something, the Holy Spirit will say, ah, not that. That is part of the old life. This is part of the new life. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the function of the Holy Spirit in us to guide us as we desire to live in Christ. He is the one who guides our steps. He guides our walk in Christ Jesus. As long as we make a conscious decision to renounce that old man, to put off the old man and to put 
on Christ. Resist the devil. This is the promise of the Most High God, who is not a man that he should lie. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So if we find ourselves falling to temptation, then we are not resisting as we should. And we now have to come back and make sure that that new man is fully put on, zipped up. And remember what Ephesians chapter 6 says about the armor of God. And, and a lot of times we talk about this armor of God as if we're supposed to go out there and do battle and wield our sword. And if you take the time to read that Ephesians chapter 6, starting from verse 10, verse 10 to verse 18. That is, that is what the, the passage that talks about the armor of God. But what's, what is the most important part in that, in that, in that passage about the, um, about the armor of God? It says from verse 13, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. See, again, talking about withstanding resisting that ye may be able to be, be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand to stand having put it on to stand the armor will fight because the armor is Christ himself we put on the armor because we put on Christ, we put him on and he is the one who fights for us. The Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. This is the righteousness of God that we put him on so that he can now do what he says he will do. We are to resist the devil. We are to put on the armor of God. We are to put on the new man consciously, willfully, determinedly, sincerely put him on so that he can do for us what he has promised for what he has promised since since the foundation of time that he would do for us. And faithful is he who said it, who also will do it. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen in Jesus' name.